Hello and welcome to A Skeptic's Guide to Conspiracy, the podcast that examines conspiracy theory, conspiracy fact, and those who promote these theories. I will be your host, Mike Bowler, as we take a look at Conspiracy in the News for the week ending November 4th, 2018. And for this for this edition, I will be covering a conspiracy theorist becomes key figure as Mueller Bill's case. From Trolling to Fleecing, co-author of Q Hoax, explains its scary evolution. Alex Jones is sued by yet another parent of the Sandy Hook shooting victim, and the conspiracy theory that led to the Pittsburgh Synagogue shooting explained, and Representative Dave Bratt appears in conspiracy theory-filled Alex Jones interview and praises him for educating people. First story, conspiracy theorist becomes key figure as Mueller builds case. Self-proclaimed conspiracy theorist Jerome Corsi returned to Washington, D.C. again this week for more closed-door meetings with special counsel Robert Mueller's investigators, and on Friday is scheduled to make a second appearance before the federal grand jury probing Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, as learned by ABC News. Reached by NBC News on Wednesday, Corsi's lawyer David Gray declined to comment on the matter. So certainly the so the Mueller uh, investigation is still going on, and they are looking at Jerome Corsi. I've talked about Corsi before. He's a prolific uh, conspiracy uh, type who has, pro- again, I think I've mentioned he's proposed the uh, or had questioned. He has uh, uh, challenged Senator John Kerry's war record, record as a uh, as a Vietnam vet, and has uh, been in, involved with the Obama birth certificate conspiracy. Apparently, at least from the this article, Corsi is being linked to Roger Stone. Again, I've talked about him. He's a uh, for the best term an agent provocateur who is uh, over the years created a number of fake and false stories about various uh, political people. I was just doing some research and found that Roger Stone was involved with the Canuck letter, who that, for those you might not be aware of, during the 1972 presidential election, a letter to the editor had mentioned that the front-running uh, candidate for president, Edward Muskie, had, was basically a lie-filled uh, letter to the editor claiming that he was, or at least making the accusation that he was a racist and uh, had uh, referred to uh, French Canadians as Canucks. And, of course, this has been had been one of many of these odd little jabs coming from generally an unknown source. It turns out it was part of the pre- uh, a unit within the committee to reelect the president at the time, Richard Nixon, and the various dirty tricks that were being used to undermine the front runners of the Democratic uh, Party for president and literally forced Muskie out of the election which uh, put uh, George McGovern, which was who was soundly beaten by Nixon. 
So it doesn't sound too far-fetched that Corsi may have been somehow either linked or perhaps is providing information on how the Russians could be manipulating our current elections or that Corsi has been involved with the Russians to create the false story. This looks like it's going to, again, another one of those ongoing stories, and I will probably try to report on more later. The next article, From Trolling to Fleecing, co-creator of Q-Hoax, explains its scary evolution. Now, this is a pretty long article, but basically a person that goes by the name Microchip had been one of the main players in creating the QAnon, the Storm Conspiracy and has now have it evolved to a point where he is now making money at it. No surprise here from this person. Any type of conspiracy, uh, once it, you know, if it can gain traction, then you can profit from it. And that's really the basis of this article. So I'm not gonna, I've talked about QAnon so, so, uh, prolifically. I don't know if I really want to go any further, but here's, uh, um, here's a quote from Microchip. It's meant to be funny, meant to get people's imaginations going. Point is that people are being exploited by other people who are cognizant of the whole process within the Trump supporters' minds, and they're being used, and I feel terrible about that. Part of the reason I even decided to speak about the story is because QAnon is dangerous. 2017 told people, you've got to stop doing it, and I never wanted to be attached to it. So, again... This QAnon started as a joke, as a attempt to whatever, and grew into this movement. Uh, of course, is now uh, kind of turned dangerous. Uh, there seems to be some QAnon types that are taking the law into their hands, and it's possible that some of the this motivations for various acts of violence, maybe even the. Uh, what I'll be I'll be talking about the uh, the Pittsburgh uh, synagogue shooting here in a little bit may have also played a role in this is why basically when you have to ask what the harm the harm is people are being hurt damaged killed so the next story Alex Jones sued by yet another parent of the Sandy Hook Alex Jones sued by yet another parent of a Sandy Hook shooting victim again uh, this has been an ongoing story. Alex Jones is being sued by a number of parties that have basically taken to task Alex Jones and his reckless disregard for any type of decency and has, by just promoting and acting, creating a, creating this false narrative about the Sandy Hook shooting, amongst other things, has now got in him in more deep water as another plaintiff, Scarlett Lewis, the mother of a victim in 2012's tragic Sandy Hook shooting, an incident Jones did much to attempt to undermine and discredit, mocking the families as liars and accusing them of a sinister conspiracy, as the suit puts it. When I pulled up the uh, this particular uh, complaint that is being uh, asked to be resolved in court, uh, basically, it's the same thing. Uh, Jones, in his reckless disregard for the truth, 
has created this false impression that the Sandy Hook families have been lying to the public, that the media has been lying, and the government's been lying to the American people, that this was a false flag operation and that the idea is for the government to take your guns away. So, again, this is early into the uh, this particular story, so I'm probably going to have to wait and probably see some more coming up within the next few months. Hopefully, uh, something starts happening and Jones starts feeling his pocketbook emptying out, having to pay for the damages he's caused to the American people. So now this story about the synagogue shooting, the conspiracy theory that led to this Pittsburgh synagogue shooting explained. Again, here's another story trying to explain what might have happened. And basically, I'm not seeing anything out of the ordinary other than, because I've reported on this before. Now, this particular article is, is an attempt. This is uh, an article, uh, The Conspiracy Theory, that led to the Pittsburgh Synagogue Shooting, explained by Dara Lindara of Vox.com. Unfortunately, there's a lot of problems with this article. First of all, I don't know with Dara if that's a male or female, but uh, this writer, first of all, never mentions the guy's name that did the shooting in this article. Of course, he quote she quotes uh, quotes him heavily. Uh, Hias likes to bring invaders that kill our people. I can't sit by and watch. My people get slaughtered. Screw your optics. I'm going in. This was a direct quote of, uh, but she never uh, mentions the guy's name anywhere in this article. And of course, it's the, the standard, uh, you know, anti-Semitism, the anti, uh, which of course is co- quite common amongst some conspiracy types, those who believe that the Jews are trying to take over the world. And of course, uh, by using obscure references and of course uh president trump's obsession with this caravan that is supposedly marching across mexico as we speak to try to cross our border which apparently isn't really necessarily true uh there seems to be some uh some discrepancies as to the size of this caravan if this is just number of small groups that are working their way north. Uh, some of them seem to be walking. Others seem to be riding. Uh, there's doesn't seem to be more than maybe 20 or 30 in a group when they do get interviewed by the mainstream media. But of course, uh, this is the conspiracy type. They seek out these little clues, such as seeing the Star David painted on the side of a truck, which, of course, if you live in the United States and you pay any attention to some of the various police uh, police units, whether they're city, state, you know, whatever the uh, jurisdiction, many times they have Star of David's as part of their logo. And, of course, that doesn't seem to bother people as much as seeing it painted on a truck full of immigrants. So this article, it, and it doesn't really, it, again, uh, had linked Soros to a number of refugee groups. Uh, again, a philanthropist giving money to a group that's helping people 
leave war-torn areas, refugees, helping them out, getting them food, shelter, a place, you know, perhaps a place to live, try to find some permanence in their lives. Uh, apparently that's bad according to these many anti-Semitic groups. So if they just happen to be a, a Jewish organization paying for immigrant or displaced people from war-torn Central American areas, certainly is raises a lot of questions about the morality or the what empathy or lack thereof that these people possess for people who have been displaced by war, economic downturn, so on. And this article, while does attempt to uh, uh, link and try to uh, at least try to make clear that it that the, this is a anti-Semitic, anti-Jew action, certainly uh, again trying to link a you know the anti-Semitic uh, views of those. Uh, these are again good Christians who have. Uh, decided that being Jewish is bad and that somehow this is linked to the, you know, the, or at least trying to link it as far as part of the narrative that the Jews are taking over the world, that they're going to be, apparently, they're going to be using these immigrants as muscle to take away our rights as U.S. citizens and, of course, have they have to be stopped Again, that's about what I can take from this article. It is pretty bad. Doesn't even men- like I said, this writer doesn't even mention the shooter's name until way, way in the bottom of the article. So somehow, I don't know if that was intentional or by accident, but certainly the, again, this is just an article that seems to confirm that anti-Semitism is alive and well amongst the Trump supporters in the United States. And the last story here is Representative Dave Bratt appeared in conspiracy theory-filled Alex Jones interview and praised him for educating people. When Representative Dave Bratt, Republican of Virginia, wanted to wanted publicity for his new book, he gave an interview to Alex Jones and helped him push conspiracy theories about Muslims and refugees. He also praised the conspiracy theorists for educating people and asked Jones' audience to visit his website. Jones is one of the nation's most toxic media personalities, having claimed that the U.S. government perpetrated the 9-11 attacks and the tragedies at Columbine, Oklahoma City, Sandy Hook, and the Boston Marathon, among others. Jones' dangerous rhetoric has gotten him fanned from numerous platforms and is being sued by families of Sandy Hook victims for defamation. Jones has repeatedly pushed lies and smears about the December 2012 mass shooting in Newtown, Connecticut, including in claiming that the shooting was an inside job written all over it and was synthetic, completely fake, with actors, in my view, manufactured. And despite widespread knowledge about Jones' dangerous and violent rhetoric, Bratt appeared on the June 28, 2016 edition of the Alex Jones Show to promote his book, which was released that day. Writer Brian Trashman documented Bratt's appearance at the time for Right Wing Watch. Bratt praised Jones, telling him that the, at the conclusion of the interview that he's educating the people. Jones has also celebrated Bratt, calling him a true populist and one of the best up there. 
Apparently, Brat is a white supremacist who has been trying to, of course, press forward this uh, idea of white nationalism, that this is a country for white people, so on. And certainly, uh, Fine Jones is a very uh, appealing place to, uh, and a very good place to spread that message. So, uh, definitely, our government is slowly being infiltrated by very dangerous thought, very dangerous people. It is hard to say if this is just a Republican thing or just a way to get elected, play the uh, Republican, then spring upon the country these very dangerous ideas. So that's all I got for this week. I have no real announcements. Uh, it's been a busy week, so this show is probably, you're probably hearing this show maybe a day or two late. Um, I've started a new job. I am waiting on a few details on if I'm going to be out of the country and when I'll be out of the country. So, uh, but it does look better that I will probably be gone for maybe a week to 10 days type of, uh, type of trip. So, with that said, I there'll still probably be some adjustments. Uh, the show may come out late. It may uh, may be shorter than usual. Whatever I might try to even record while I'm out of the country. So we will see how that works out. And that's all I have for this week. Uh, this was episode one fourteen, recorded November fourth, twenty eighteen. Thank you and good night.